For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You ready? Let's kick this election day off. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 960, November 8th, 2022. 77 degrees was the record high on this day, and that was in 1999, and it was one degree in 1991. From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Hey. Hey. It's election day. <laughs> Give me a bump. Give me an elbow for democracy. <laughs> well, no, we're a constitutional republic. I, I, I slipped my ballot into the machine and the gal monitoring that aspect of the voting process mm-hmm. as I was leaving said, elbow for democracy. And she gave me, we had, she to, did not. We had to bump elbows. <laughs> and you did it? Way I did go. it. You know what? Oh, I can be, nice. I can, I can play but along. Did you give her the, the suit stare? Glasses down, and he gave uh, her the. Huh? I just wonder what the hell she was talking about. The same look that you gave the uh, the cashier when she asked you if you were a member. Yeah. A member of what? Of what? Say, I have a sad note from John Buck. I think it's oh, sad. No. You guys tell me. Well, I went to vote today, but was unable to cast my ballot. I live in Moe Township, Douglas County, Minnesota. Moe Township's beloved town board decided this year that their constituents have to do mail-in voting rather than in-person voting at the town hall. All right. This is hard to follow, so pay attention. I went to my county office to pay my property taxes in mid-October, and a voting judge was seated at a table when I came in. Early voting was going on. I'd heard that I could vote on the general election date of November 8 at the county courthouse. The election judge told me that I could. I just had to bring in my mail-in ballot, and they would shred it and give me a new ballot to fill out. Great, I can do do in-person voting. This morning, I went to do my in-person voting. I showed up with the mail-in ballot, and the election judge said I have to fill out a form. Why do I have to fill out a form? She says, I just have to. On this form, I had to enter my name, my driver's license number, and get this, the last four digits of my social security number. To register to vote, you only need someone to say you live at the listed address. I go to another room and present my filled out form and my mail-in ballot. The county employee gives me a new ballot, an envelope, and instructions. I fill out the ballot, put the ballot in the envelope, and bring it back to the county employee. The county employee proceeds to put my ballot envelope into a larger envelope. 
I asked the county, don't I get to cast my ballot into the voting machine? She said, no, we will process your vote. Uh. I told her I want to cast my ballot, and she says, you can't. She told me, trust me, your voice will, your vote will be counted. How do I know that? Something that I cherish, the casting of my ballot, was taken away from me today. On a side note, uh, the original voting judge said I could come in yesterday and I could cast my ballot. I told her, no, we should be voting on election day. I, I, I can't make heads or tails of that. Yeah, I'm confused. What county is that? Kenny's. Douglas. Douglas County. Moe Township. Moe Township. Do you have uh, Jean-Luc Picard explaining that oh, it's entirely p- normal, apparently, now, according to Jean-Luc Picard, Jean-Claude Van Damme, this ridiculous, <laughs> preposterous adult child who is the press spokesman for the White House. She's trying to tell us now that we have a lot of her today, by the way. She's trying to tell us now that it could be days and days before we know election results. And that's the way it's supposed to be. I didn't think that was the way it was supposed to be. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how the, that's how this is supposed to work, and it's important for us. It- huh. I don't know. Uh, I grew up in an America where we pretty much knew by midnight or the next day who won. By the next day, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are one or two races now and then that would get screwy, but still, usually may, the next day. May I ask a very dumb question? You may. I've always wondered this and never knew why they're, what the reason behind it is. Let's just say a lot of us have different opinions on what should be required in order to cast a vote. I get that. Uh, I'm, I'm a, you should provide an ID person, but I get some people that aren't, and I'm fine with that, whatever. But why is it that once I cast a ballot or let's say someone else casts a ballot, why isn't that then documented where I can go back and see, was my ballot cast properly? Do you know what I'm saying? I do, and I think you're uh, murdering to dissect, as Shakespeare would say. But the the point being where— you, you put your ballot in the machine. At some point in your life, you have to have trust in something. But see, I don't. Well, you put your ballot in a machine, you give an elbow to democracy, and you walk out to your car. Bing, bang, effing boom. And, and when you sign in right away, that's the proof or whatever that you voted. So when they check your name and they check your name off, yeah, John Hyde's voting, and then you put your ballot in the machine, boom, it should all match up. Okay. I don't think the machine has some inner workings that say, Oh, there's Sushire's vote. No, I'm going to shred that. The, well, the, no, the only yeah. time it would be uh, the information would be available would be to the person that cast the the ballot. In other words, let's just say people that have elderly parents or grandparents or what and that a lot of people that have to vote either by mail or, or or what have you, military people overseas. 
If they want to see if their ballot was cast accurately, there should be a means by which that's available. See, we're entering a part of our uh, lifetime, and I'm uh, particularly attuned to this, given that I'm older than you guys. Uh, it's a it's a bad way to be in life to not trust anything. But and we're getting there. But how can you we're blame anybody there. that feels that well, way? Well, let me give you a, a really interesting meal. Uh, a meal? Meal. I'll get I you a eat, meal. I'm kind lunch. of hungry, yeah. What the heck? Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. That wasn't very... We were just trying to time it. because That wasn't very election day-like. Oh. oh, okay. Do it again, then. Hail the flashlight king. Hail yeah. you. Hail you. Yeah. Oh, wow, Chris. Joe, I'm a daily listener and member of the esteemed GL Town Council. I really enjoy the banter and really get a kick out of hearing the parts of the show that don't make the final edit. Kudos for allowing transparency to us, the loyal listeners. Ordinarily, I am not attracted to conspiracy theories. That said, I was raised by parents who were 20-somethings in the 60s who unintentionally instilled in me a question uh, uh, a question authority initiative in my approach to life. I ordinarily would not give a single second of my time to listen to Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Demagoguery simply isn't interesting to me. However, there's been a cognitive dissonance slowly growing in my thoughts for several weeks now after his phone was grabbed by the FBI, which you guys covered on the show. Why? And are they tracking his phone to get him at a drive-up window? Is this legal now? Is this the Patriot Act being used to track a citizen? He said he had voting machine algorithms on his phone that essentially proved voting corruption. Whether that is true or not, we will likely never know. But the question is, why would a complex algorithm be required for something as simple as counting votes? Counting votes is as simple as... A got this many check marks, B got that many, and then produce a sum. That's it. I won't do your whole show for you, so Google the definition of algorithm. Algorithm. Do that, Reavers. I'm doing it right now. And you may begin to sense that something here smells like lutefisk. I've attached the link from this past August where Lindell explains slowly and painfully, less than eloquently, some of the issues surrounding taking the vote in 2020. It is slow, but raises more questions than answers. One of which is that they grabbed the phone shortly after this video was produced. As a side note, you cannot find this on YouTube. I really hope that this is just another crackpot demagogue of Trump, but there's that cognitive dissonance that keeps getting in the way. I sure hope Kendall Qualls come back to run again, pushing back Scott from Edina. And he notes this, that he spent six hours driving truck yesterday thinking about the election today when all this dawned on him. Uh, the hook here is whether we see more about this and questionable results after today. With Jean-Claude Van Damme now pushing a several days to count the vote narrative, from the White House, it opens the door to many more questions about election integrity. Hmm. Yeah. Algorithm. <sighs> Algorithm. Is a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations, especially by a computer. Well, what, what, what problem-solving is there to count votes? This guy's got a point. 
A gets this many check marks, B gets this many check marks. What's the problem? Trust. Right? Isn't that the right answer? I trust that my vote was counted. I can't uh, do any more than that. And let's keep on this theme. Do you know that up in Duluth, the city of Duluth, of course. I'm familiar. Because, you know, the hell with streetlights and roads. <laughs> they've launched an app to fight climate change. Oh, come on! What? Mm-hmm. No, they have not. What's now, it Wait called? a minute. I didn't mean to go into this. Oh. This is related to another story I'm going into. Why... I doth protest. Here's what I meant to go into. I grabbed the wrong story. Whoops. It's podcast conspiracy. Why are the St. Paul schools closed today? Uh, I believe it's tight. Isn't it tight around the election day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Didn't they make you know federal holiday? Isn't that part of the deal? No, no, they didn't. No. I wish they would. I just put that on Twitter. Because I did notice that the traffic was extremely light today. Did you guys notice that? No, I did. I haven't been out. No, okay. I left the house yet. Nearly half of Minnesota's largest school districts are keeping students home on Tuesday. Do you know what the reason is? Oh, huh. in order to stay out of the way of voters. Are the schools polling places or? <laughs> would you have, ex- seriously, would you have accepted so that teachers had more freedom to go vote? Would you have accepted that? Because I probably would have. No, I'm not, ex- I wouldn't accept that either. Oh, all right. Go vote like any other working person, you stiffs. <laughs> students See, in St. Paul. It's Joe, not me. That uh, Yeah, go ahead. Students in St. Paul and South Washington County are expected to interact with their teachers from home. Well, they won't. An election day will be counted toward the district's legally required minimum days and hours of instruction. I almost said destruction. (laughs) In seven other big districts, Anoka, Hennepin, Osseo, Rochester, Lakeville, Robbinsdale, St. Cloud, and North St. Paul, Maplewood, Oakdale, students have the day off, but teachers will be working. Of the state's 20 largest districts, the remaining 11 are holding classes as normal. Scheduling... School around Election Day, we learn from the Pioneer Press, is a relatively recent development for schools across the country. Hmm. Some Hmm. schools serve as polling places, and officials in many districts have cited concerns over safety and learning disruptions with voters moving in and out of schools throughout the day. Voters also compete with school employees for parking. And polling equipment can take over key school places, like gymnasiums. I'm about to throw up, I I think. St. Paul is among the latest to avoid Election Day. It first planned to hold a digital learning day in November of 2020, but students were home anyway because all district schools were closed that semester. I thought they only missed a few days, according to Walls. I thought we only missed a few days of school. They were closed that in semester because of the pandemic. Last fall, St. Paul did hold a digital learning day on election day and for pandemic reasons. At the time, visitors were not allowed in schools per the district's COVID-19 policy. With some schools being polling places, the primary reason for making it a digital learning day was safety, said spokeswoman Erica Wacker. 
The school board also decided last fall to keep students home on Election Day. No one knew where we would be with the pandemic when this year's calendar was adopted. So a digital learning day was approved, Wacker said. All St. Paul students are expected to spend the day on their district-issued iPads. In other words, I had to pay for that. Right. And elementary schools enrolled in Discovery Club child care can still get full daycare today. Among smaller districts, West St. Paul, Mendota Heights, Egan also is giving the students the day off today. Yeah, there's, I was just looking that up on your newspaper. There's quite a few that are keeping kids home today. I haven't, uh, well, I do have an answer in my mind, not one that's fully framed yet, fully fleshed out. So it's premature to keep, to keep nibbling at it. Well, it's not, mature, it's not premature to keep nib- nibbling at it is what I'm doing. It's premature to, uh, to fully acknowledge it. Something has happened uh, in, in the last 20 years to voting. Uh, we've been, as I say, we've been nibbling at it for years. Uh, something that wasn't broken has gotten terribly fixed. And terribly is the right word because this is terrible. What's going on? Uh, there's something wrong with it. And, you know, the John Heights of the world say, no, it's just an effort to make voting easier. There's something, uh, there's something afoot here. And I submit to you uh, that the longer it takes to count votes, the more anticipatory it becomes to suggest shenanigans. I won't even go so far as to say there are shenanigans. I'm suggesting that it is entirely acceptable for someone to think, what the hell's going on? If you're going to take two weeks, you've got to have these mail-in ballots and then the in-person vote, and it's going to take us two weeks. And, and uh, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for people to say, what in God's name are you people doing? Yeah, you in the back. I'm about to make a really horrible link, but stay with me. <laughs> I think all three of us are in agreement on the following how replay has really made sports less enjoyable, right? I think we're all in agreement on that, especially when it comes to you baseball. You mean for making making official decisions? Correct. Yeah, because I enjoy replay to see nifty plays. But I'm saying... You're talking about... Instant replay on the evidentiary procedure. So you're taking right. something that was a snapshot in which a, either a base umpire, a field judge, a, a whatever was making a snap decision, mm-hmm. now you're looking for the finite little detail that might overturn a complete call, which mm-hmm. therefore is making the product less enjoyable and less trustworthy. And I think that that's what you're talking about here with the election process. Uh, I, I don't have time to try to straighten that out, but uh, sure. Yeah. No, I'm just, I, I just, this something. This incessant something, effort to make it right it, it makes the product less enjoyable. Something's knocked it off the center. Something is, uh, uh, here, let me, according Boy, I'm to, struggling with it, uh, GLers. I'm, uh, GL voting today at the NAC Hardware and Lounge is just as smooth as hell. According to Movement Advancement Project, 
States including Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Montana, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Virginia, West Virginia, and the territory of Puerto Rico have declared Election Day as a civic holiday. Mm -hmm. So I believe those kids are also staying home. There's, yeah, I saw some stories, for instance, Texas, a lot of schools are closed uh, for voting. Uh, mostly schools, it sounds like, where voting takes place because they're worried, A, for safety reasons, having adults roaming around when, you know. Uh, and there are several other states I ran across the same thing. Why couldn't this guy in Douglas County vote? Yeah, I, I'm struggling with that one. I, I've been trying to research that, and I can find nothing. To, if uh, that happened to you guys, how would you react? Because I'm curious. And that's a I'd long be... way from the country's tallest building. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. If someone had said to me, don't worry, it'll be cast, I would say, no, no, give me that back. That's going in here. See, that's the part, that's the part I don't trust. I'll take a stab at it. Go ahead. That uh, and it's part and parcel to my belief that something's been knocked off center. Something's wrong with the. I I, I believe that these well-intentioned souls in Mo Township, as in Larry Curley and Mo, <laughs> in Mo Township, probably have been inundated. Might be too strong a word. They've been saddled with so many rules and regulations that they're not all on the same page about them. Right. That that's about as far as I could go with that. Okay. Mrs. Smith uh, at the at the courthouse doesn't know what Mr. Johnson is telling the guy back at the town hall and and they the the whole thing is bollocksed up. It's bollocksed. Don't tell me you don't know what that word means because you can look it up. You've used it before. Bollocked up. Uh, 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 here's another reason you need an estate plan. Why is that? But you don't want to place it in the hands <laughs> of the people who've bollocked up elections, the courts, the political class. You need an estate plan from Eckberg Lammers, one of the most well-known law firms in the entire metro in western Wisconsin. They've been serving the legal needs of you for more than 70 years. Oh, One of the things you need to keep in mind is if you had changes in your life, they have huge impacts on estate planning. Marriage, divorce, remarriage, kids, grandkids, selling your home, the cabin, all this stuff affects your stuff. And when you die, and unfortunately that's what's going to happen to all of us, you want your estate plan to reflect that it's been smoothly taken care of. Uh, they have great resources for this. They've been doing it a long time. And don't be afraid of the word estate. That doesn't mean you have a mansion in the Hamptons. It means your belongings. And you want that taken care of so that uh, when you move on in this great beyond, your family will not be left with a, a pile of confusion. They'll be left with a cut-and-dried estate plan. And the uh, uh, things get divvied up exactly the way you wanted them to. And uh, Eckberg Lammers will take care of this. Make an appointment. It's terribly important. I don't care how old you are. You really want to get this done. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will.
Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Suchere. It's the heights. John and Billy. And if you... I don't hear Larry. <laughs> don't you hear Larry? Oh, yeah. There he is. Boys, Very fantastic cool. as always. We got to do something Kenny. about that angel's hat though on Dylan's head. Well, he lives in Angel Land. Get him up I have to do California. this for Kenny though because Kenny likes us. There. <laughs> That's for Kenny. Okay, Kenny's Dylan will probably come back laying down out in the cornfield, having fallen out of a deer stand. <laughs> Falling out, just laying with there. a big box of Velveeta cheese. David Bliss writes from Sofia, Bulgaria. On the show, you posted a clip from John Kerry in which he bragged about that by 2035, all new cars in America will be electric vehicles. There's a problem with this. Well, I'll say. In 2018, the prediction was made that we only have 12 years to fix the climate crisis. Kerry himself has repeated this claim in the years since. Now, if we do a little math, we see that 2018 plus 12 is 2030. 2030 is five years before 2035, so to have every new vehicle be electric by 2035 is too late by half a decade. Mm-hmm. If we only have eight years left, if Kerry is right, so any plans put into place after 2030 are pointless. I, for one, am not concerned. This isn't the first time such predictions have been made. Funny how they happen to come around election time. And then he linked me to a piece from The Guardian in the uh, U.K., about the environment. Good luck, Dave Bliss, Sophia, Bulgaria. Uh, it has not escaped my attention that uh, also making the front page, I believe both newspapers again, oh. was the uh, gathering at the resort in Egypt of these con artists. Uh, and the the headline today is Highway to Climate Hell, says, U- <laughs> says UN Chief. Is that an ACDC cover band? It really sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you read this, it's uh, frightfully theological. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no more hiding the fact that one of the ways they're attempting to pull their con is to turn this into a theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're literally saying things like repent or die. They're like, 
they're the music man who comes through town and and hopes to score big selling band instruments or whatever and then skip town before he's caught. The old Meredith Wilson, music yep. man. Mm-hmm. With the world on a highway to climate hell. God, I love that. <laughs> with our foot on the accelerator. The United Nations chief on Monday told dozens of leaders to uh, cooperate or perish. Wow. That's an ultimatum right there. <sighs> Singling out the two biggest sinners, China and the U.S. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who is not capable of being ashamed of himself, wasn't alone <laughs> in preaching. There's the, this is honest yeah. to God. This yeah. is liturgical all the way through the piece. Something we've been mocking for this years. by the always available Seth Borenstein, who's a monsignor in the, in the uh, movement. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres wasn't alone in preaching with tones of fire and brimstone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, to try to shake up the world's sense of urgency at the U.S. climate conference uh, at a resort on the ocean in Egypt, some very expensive resort. Choose life over death. Former U.S. Vice President Al Gore urged. He's Professor Henry Hill, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. It is not time for moral cowardice. This is fire and brimstone. Some of the strongest pleas for action came from leaders of poor nations, which I believe have been recruited to play this role. I believe Uh, that that the U.N. has gone to some some desperate countries and say, forget the fact that you've had nothing but corruption. Forget the fact that you've been horribly governed. Here's how we're going to hoodwink them. Here's how we'll get you some money. You come come to We'll pay your way. You get to this resort in Egypt, and you give a heartfelt talk. uh, Sprinkle some religious BS in there. Give a heartfelt talk about how you've suffered loss and damage. That's their new buzzwords. You've suffered loss and damage to due to evil capitalism. Because these people, they've they've had no, they've made no effort, and we are not responsible for holding small countries in Africa down. No, They're, they've been led by corruption, brutality, war, constantly. Not me. I didn't hurt them. You know the go-to list you have in the other room? Uh, Which one? I got a lot of them. On the bulletin board. The the, the climate (laughs) catastrophes over, I believe it's the last 50 years. Yeah. I would love to have that presented to a forum just like this in Egypt and say, so let me get this straight. In 1969, we only had 30 years to go. Right. And then it kept dwindling down. The problem is, not one of those idiots is going to believe that. Africa should not pay for crimes they have not committed. Central African Republic President uh, Barristan Archange Tanandera said, adding that the rich nations are to blame for the climate problems. Oh, sure. It's our pro- That's right. We're to blame. In the meantime, Ferdinand or whatever the hell your Ferdinand. name is, you don't even have plumbing for Christ's sake. And you're oh, this is this is pathetic. 
It's hideous what these con artists are up to. Uh, to make it even worse to me, I, I don't remember who said it, if it was Gore or the other fella, but having the moral courage. So they're saying you're immoral if yep. you don't agree with them. If you don't agree with them, you're immoral. And I say yeah. you're evil. Uh-huh, yeah. Climate change is directly threatening people's lives, health, and future. Kenyan President William Ruto said of the African continent, which he said is looking at, they, they must have fed him a number. He wants $50 billion a year in climate change damages by 2050. So this guy thinks we have until 2050 to get the money. No, he just wants to get in on it. He wants to get in on the scam. You know, five will get you ten back at his palace. He's got the purple Bentley. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was going to go there. Forgive me if we've brought this up before, but I'm on Celebrity Net Worth. Yeah. Al's worth right now a cool 300 mil. Well, he's made it all with this BS. And according to this website, Al Gore has earned the vast majority of his current net worth in the decades after leaving the White House. Yeah. I can't get through to the euphorians. They're they're not deep enough thinkers to realize what's happening to them. Uh, but you're accused of cowardice, uh, and you can you can escape your punishment in hell or purgatory by merely paying some people in Africa fifty billion dollars a year. That's going to make everything all right. Never mind that they've never had a real country that they don't know how to that they've been poorly led, that they're corrupt, their leaders are corrupt, and yet they've all been hauled into uh, the resort in Egypt and cleaned up, and they give them a tie to wear. Now, you get up there and tell them how much money you need because the U.S. and China have ruined your country. No, no, you ruined your own country, you moron. Um, Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley called for a massive overhaul of international development loans and a 10% tax on fossil fuel companies. Sure. I don't need to repeat the horror and the devastation wreaked upon the earth over the course of the last 12 months since we met in Glasgow, Motley said. She's the Barbados. Whether the apocalyptic floods of Pakistan, been flooding throughout time, or the heat waves in Europe and China... Or indeed, in the last few days, in my own region, the devastation caused in Belize by Tropical Storm Lisa or the torrential floods a few days ago in St. Lucia. St. Lucia. Are you aware of Al Gore's inheritance from his father? No. Do you know what his father did for a living? Sure. Well, he was a senator. Plus a tobacco guy, wasn't he? When Al Gore's father passed away, he inherited a number of shares for Occidental Petroleum Company. Oh, petroleum, that's right. These shares had an estimated <laughs> value of between $500,000 and $1 million. Mm-hmm. What a freaking fraud. Well, that's chump change compared to what he's making playing the music man. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is where your, your family... You know, basically got their start, and now you're going to, oh, no, that's it's evil now. They're all fretting at the luxury resort in Egypt, too. They're fretting because there are multiple other challenges pulling the leader's attention away from saving the earth. For example, the war. elections in the U.S. in that minor little Russia-Ukrainian war <laughs> where children die on playgrounds. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Mysterians don't like people. They want to control people, and they just soon control fewer of them. As you, uh, you euphorians with your little Save the Earth bumper stickers driving your phony electric cars, if you think that these elites aren't going to lord over you, you're out of your mind. Garage Logic was on to this 25 years ago. This is a movement that has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. Nothing? I'll repeat it forever. It has nothing to do with the environment. And if you can't see that, I'm worried about you. If you can't instinctively or innately know that, what's wrong with you that you buy this nonsense? The uh, the ones that are really profiting from this, the the Al Gore types, the John Kerry types, the the Bill Gates types, those people, they pretty much know that this is a farce, right? Uh, absolutely. They're just in on on the game because they're get, they're lining their pockets every single day. Why do they keep building oceanfront mansions? You mean yeah. in, uh, in Southern California, like yeah. Mr. Gore? Yeah. But the ones that, how far down does it have to go where those that follow this theology really do believe it? How far down do you got to go? Like what layer? Layer three, layer four, where they really do believe that this is this is saving the earth, that this is an effort to save the earth, excuse me. Well, didn't the people of rural Iowa back in 1910 believe Professor Henry Hill was the savior of the <laughs> musical landscape of town? Okay. Well, no, you don't have to go down very far at all. There are many true believers who buy this. Your average failed academy student buys this BS. They buy it. Yeah. Because they don't believe in God, but and you have to. If you don't believe in God, you got to believe in something. And if you believe in something, you'll believe in anything. So my God is Al Gore. To many people, <laughs> oh sure. My God. <laughs> in the fight for life on Earth, no one is a bystander," said Jordan's King Abdullah. Every contribution counts. See. COP27 has brought us together to link forces and stand our ground. We are at the beginning of a long, challenging, and urgent, and urgent transformation. That's what they want. They want a transformation. Yep. They want well. the end of Western civilization. They want the end of capitalism. They want the end of entrepreneurship and competition. They'll still have their palaces, and they'll still have their purple Bentleys. But the rest of us will be, as I said yesterday, cloaked in some sort of miserable robe, sweeping in front of their palaces with our straw brooms. Meanwhile, more than 100 world leaders will speak over coming days at the gathering in Egypt, most from developing countries demanding greater... Well, why don't we just cut to the chase? Most from developing countries with their hand out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Climate change will never stop. You're right. Without our intervention... The summit's host, Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, said. El-Sisi was also called, who also called for an end to the Russian-Ukrainian war, was, ups, was gentle compared to a fiery U.N. chief, Guterres, who said the world is on a highway to climate hell with our foot on the accelerator. <laughs> Humanity has a, has a choice. Cooperate or perish, Guterres said. It is, it is either a climate solidarity pact, solidarity pact or a collective suicide pact. These, are, these people are Jim Jones. This is, 
Who who are the people that are still wearing their tennis shoes who all died in California? What am I thinking of? The uh, oh something star or something. Right, they had a, an astral name. I don't remember. Now that's what it who was, these people though. are. They've become sick. They're followers. These people aren't going to put die in their tennis shoes and and <laughs> and go to and believe they're going somewhere. No, these people are the con artists. Are you talking about Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate. Heaven's there you Gate. go. Yep. Yeah. How about me dropping some knowledge on the show today? Thank you, Google. <laughs> Leaders of China and India appear to be skipping the talks. Although understandings here are here, although underlings are here negotiating. U.S. President Biden is coming days later. Could you, somebody hold on to him tight over there. Tighten the leash with this guy over there because... <laughs> Nothing that he says will make any sense. And they got the new uh, UK prime ministers there, Rishi Sumak. He was going to skip, but he had public pressure to go. See, public pressure. Oh, uh, People in the mm-hmm. public, you don't buy this. It's a scam. It is a complete scam. And didn't we, how long? It's not a partial scam, Chris. It's a full scam. It's a complete scam. Scam bucket. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have it though? A few was it a few months ago? Was it a Star Tribune poll of list of people here, at least here locally in the Twin Cities, the things that they are truly worried about? This was about fifth, I think so, or sixth, which was at least encouraging. The the historical polluters who caused climate change are not showing up," said Mohammed Adal of Power Shift Africa. Africa is the least responsible the most vulnerable, and is and it is a continent that is stepping up and providing leadership, which is utter nonsense. <laughs> They're not stepping up and providing anything. They're just stepping up to put their hand out. And I'm not ripping, but it, that all of that might be true, but aren't they also the least developed country? Yeah. They don't even have bathrooms. That's what I was going to say. That's that's fine if you want to brag about it, but you're you're behind every other country. In for terms the first of, here, I'm going to interpret this paragraph for you. For the first time, developing nations succeeded in getting onto the summit agenda. Oh, well, that's because the higher ups, growing increasingly desperate to pull off this scam, have recruited you to show up. And parade you in front of a microphone to tell tell the world how much money you want from the U.S. Nigeria's environmental minister, Mohamed Abdul Lahi, called for wealthy nations to show positive and affirmative commitments to help countries hardest hit by climate change. <laughs> Our priority is to be aggressive when it comes to climate funding. Well, yeah, I, uh-huh. you're right. That's what you're aggressive about. You want money. <laughs> you know what that is? Uh-huh. Seriously, that's the same as I'm going to need all I'm that. I need all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I think we can trust the elected class. Do you want to know why? Why? Because all we get is transparency. And, you know, it is, it is, um, it is, you know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is, you know, it is reckless. It is playing a reckless game with our economic, with our economy. What? What is? What is that fool trying to say? Well, she wow. was um, basically she was stating the current state of the United States economy. And you know, it is. It is. Um, it is. 
you know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is, you know, it is reckless. It is playing a reckless game with our economic, with our economy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Jesus, wow. God in heaven. Now, now to Duluth. The, the city council of Duluth has launched an app oh. to fight climate change. Oh, yeah. So you don't think oh, there are there good. are acolytes all over the world that that read this kind of gibberish and and buy it? So it's like a missile. You used to have a missile when you you know you're a little kid in grade school. You had your own missile mm-hmm. if you were, went to a Catholic school. Well, now it's on your phone. <laughs> now it's on your phone. You got an app to fight climate change. Oh, yeah, it's a tool. It's called Get Green Duluth. Uh, and it, we we learned that uh, Mayor Emily Larson, she's a sweetheart, unveiled a new bit of technology she hopes residents will use to reduce their carbon footprints. It's right there on your phone. I'm gonna see if I can it's a free mobile thing. app produced in collaboration with its namesake, Get Green, a Seattle-based business. Duluth was selected for pilot location-specific because a, a version of the national app in collaboration with Grid Catalyst. I want to search it. What's it called again in my app store? What am I looking up? Uh, Get Green Duluth. Get Green Duluth. <laughs> uh, earlier this year, Larson announced her intentions to cut Duluth's carbon emissions in half by 2030 hmm. with the goal of achieving carbon neutrality by 2050. But we've been told we won't be here then. Duluth is committed to being a climate leader, and it is exciting to be part of a pilot project that elevates community action and innovation. See, she's just following the religious text. The, buzz, the buzzwords, yep. too. Yep, they'll yep. go along with it. Our city has been identified as a future climate haven. See? So it's important to do what we can to become a sustainable and resilient region. The app will make it easier for folks. I hate the word folks. Folks. To connect, get involved, and learn how to take local action for the climate. To download the app, visit getgreen.eco. Oh. Getgreen.eco or search Get Green on the App Store or Google Play. Oh, there it is. Which I will not attempt to do. Oh, I'm (laughs) going to sign you up right now. I have no (laughs) desire. Why is my phone going off? (laughs) I'm so happy that uh, Center uh, of the American Experiment is back with us. They're doing their Golden Turkey Awards for 2022. It could go to food fraud scandal. I think that's what who oh, should that's win. That's got to be the slam dunk winner. It could go to six, this is public money spent poorly. Uh, it could go to six grand spent for self love <gasps> strippers and dancing in the dark. Oh, oh, you know what? Seriously, you know what they should do? They should almost set this up like an awards show. Well, I think they are. That would be spectacular. Two point or one point three million to pay kids to go outside. Remember it, yes. and then twenty yes. grand to promote yeah. outrageous home remedies for COVID nineteen, like eat bark or something. You know they'll come up with that. The center of the American experiment has been the pushback leader in this area for a long time. I'll say great website at center. Uh, or just AmericanExperiment.org, but they stage events, they bring in speakers, they have a great magazine, they have great emails and newsletters, and right now they're focusing on their annual uh, Golden Turkey Awards, the misuse of government money, and this year, of course, is the 2022. Minnesota government wastes a lot of money. Sure does, Joe. And at the center, they they spend time keeping track of that. 
And every year, American Experiment gives out the Golden Turkey Award to the best waste of money. You can vote on your personal favorite. I'm going to have to go on and vote for the food fraud at AmericanExperiment.org forward slash Golden Turkey. And there are four nominations. Oh, is that right? I'm not done yet. I didn't think so. <laughs> I want you to go to AmericanExperiment.org to learn more. SeafoamWorks.com is an excellent source on the proper use of all the seafoam products. They also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. Uh, now, if you don't know how, it's really nothing to fear. It's pretty easy to learn. Basically, throw in a new plug, new air cleaner, clean that carb out. You know, a blast of top engine cleaner from Seafoam will do that. Clean out that gas tank. That means drain it. And then use fresh gas with a gulp of seafoam motor treatment. Uh, the motor treatment can also be used to stabilize your fuel for up to two years. You hear us talking about that all the time on GL, making it ideal for storing your seasonal stuff. And everything it does for small engines, it's also going to do for your automobile, truck, tractor, and everything else, both gas and diesel powered. It's great preventive me medicine. And it's great for reviving engines and trannies too, for that matter, with Seafoam Tranny Tune. You got to check out this we, uh, website. Um, pop around on it. Check it out, seafoamworks.com. And you can buy the stuff almost anywhere. That's what I love about them. Our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. This is the I got a pug. Justice and the social oh, I, guess I can't talk there. It's a pug who's a pain in the ass blues right here. Yeah. Say, let's do a climate change to hell. You want to do climate change to let's hell? Let's do climate instead? change to hell. I'm on a climate road to hell. Foot on the accelerator. <laughs> Repent or die. Well, we could do this all day. You miserable <laughs> sinners. But how can we get grace? Send us your money. Oh, must be time for the solo. We Highway <laughs> to climate hell. Foot on the pedal. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. What guitar is Dylan playing? Dylan is playing, uh, he's playing, actually, that was his first acoustic in Ibanez for many years ago. Still his favorite, I think, though, isn't it, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, it's still his favorite, even though it's, you know, fairly inexpensive guitar. That, Here's yeah. John Height with the news. And you wanted to end that story quickly, didn't you? Pretty much. <laughs> the, news, the news is brought to you by Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. Cool folks there, if you were suffering from pain, uh, numbness, and tingling in your hands and feet, you uh, could be suffering uh, from peripheral neuropathy. Your doctor probably told you, well, that's uh, that's tough, but you're just going to have to live with it. Or maybe prescribe some drugs that don't really do the job, Lyrica, Gabapentin, that kind of thing. Don't provide much relief for you. Well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Neuropathy is caused by damage to the nerves caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. The regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy they use can provide relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained 85% nerve damage. Now, uh, they do have free seminars going on on Saturdays, and this Saturday, 
You can go, you can get a free neuropathy scan, the free seminar this Saturday at Best Western Plus at 10580 Baltimore Street Northeast in Blaine. Call 651-661-4311. Just leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Let Rivertown Medical Center's responsible pain management help you fight the pain and suffering caused by a peripheral neuropathy. 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll get to go to that, uh, get a text reservation for the seminar this Saturday at the Best Western Plus in Blaine. Speaking of climate road to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Moran, who was a member of the Garage Logic Town Council, mm-hmm. just submitted an email. And I think I'm going to get this for you for Christmas. All right. A new Greta Thunberg thermostat scowls at you when turning the heat up. Really? Nice. I am oh, definitely going to get you that I'd for the garage. That. Yeah. <laughs> it is election day in news. Polls open here in Minnesota until 8 tonight. Election officials are expecting a big day after a solid early voting turnout that broke records all across the country. Data shows that more than 43 million people already voted in the U.S. before the day started. Here in Minnesota, about 590,000 votes were cast early, and national data shows uh, so far, as is usual, this is what usually plays out, more Democrats have voted early than Republicans. No! If you're voting today, still need to register to vote, you can do so at your polling place. Make sure to bring proof of where you live, a bill, energy bill, driver's license. If you still have your mail-in ballot, you'll need to drop that off by 3 p.m. for it to count. In addition to candidates, some Minnesotans will be considering dozens of school referendums, which is down from past elections, according to Kurt uh, Schneidenwind, the executive director of the Minnesota School Boards Association. Schneiderwind says many districts are also waiting to see what happens in the 2023 session to see if they'll get extra revenue there. Some of the districts with referendums on the ballot include Bloomington. They're asking voters for $9.8 million per year for 10 years to pay for capital projects. That would be a renewal of the current operating referendum. Eden Prairie asking for $9.3 million over 10 years. Osseo asking voters for $11.1 million for the next 10 years to go toward technology needs. There are 32, uh, 34 excuse me, school districts across the state seeking approval on operating referendums. Another 22 districts are looking for taxpayer-funded bonds to pay for things like school updates and technology needs. Again, the polls open until 8 tonight. I only trust one voice and one voice only mm-hmm. in terms of mail-in balloting. Yeah. And I'm going to read you the following. And that is from AOC. Yep. Who issued the following three hours ago. Yep. And I would rather read it as she would be explaining it to the American public, if you don't mind. Many states, like, don't allow mail-in ballots to be, like, counted before Election Day. But many other races, like, can't be called until, like, mail-ins are counted, which can take over 24 hours, which she put 24-H. This is like normal, but some GOP are laying the ground to claim like any race not called tonight is like suspicious. Don't fall for it. Thank you, AOC. Thanks. I really, really I'm grateful that she's with us to help guide us through these turbulent times. Absolutely. That's yeah. what she's here. She's serving she's, the people. She is. She's a public she, servant. She's not really wrong on the last part, but I'll let that go. Say <laughs> police commander. Just can't, can't help, help yourself, yourself can, can you, Jim? I really can't. Well. St. Paul police commander 
Axel Henry, nominated earlier this month by Mayor Melvin Carter to become the next St. Paul Chief of Police. He talked with our friends down at Five Eyewitness News and said that reaching young children before they enter a possible cycle of violence would be one of his top priorities if he's confirmed as chief by the city council. Henry said it seems like the age and willingness to shoot at other people over things that people wouldn't have done years ago is probably the most frightening part. He said we're seeing 12 and 13-year-old kids who are out there pulling triggers and they're learning that from someplace that isn't something a 12-year-old comes home and decides to do in a day. He said working with leaders in the community and targeting those young kids at risk is a key factor in reducing violent crime and crime overall. A St. Paul Police spokesperson said St. Paul Police Department is authorized to have 619 sworn officers, but it's down around 10 percent from that number. Henry said he'll pursue recruitment of new officers, will emphasize hiring more people of color within the department. They are scheduled, the city council, to hold a public hearing and vote on his confirmation on November 16th. Star Tribune reporting Minnesota Power would close its two coal-fired power plants, one by 2030, the other in 2035, and add significantly more renewable power than originally planned under an agreement with clean energy groups. Uh. (laughs) I may have expected a reaction. See why I picked this story. The two big big coal plants in Cohasset, dubbed the Boswell Energy Center, are currently the Duluth-based utility's largest electricity sources. The Public Utilities Uh. Commission... On Thursday, is set to debate Minnesota Power's long-term resource plan. On Monday, the utility filed with the puck an agreement with clean energy groups, which also includes studying the closure of the second Boswell generator earlier than 2035. Oh, addition, you saps keep buying this BS. Oh. In addition, oh. <laughs> in addition Minnesota Power, which serves 145,000 customers in northeastern Minnesota, agreed to double the amount of wind power it had planned to add to its system by 2030 to 400 megawatts. Oh. Increased by 50%, it's planned solar additions to 300 megawatts by 2030 mm. and roll out, as Patrick Royce would say, batteries to store 100 to 500 batteries. megawatts oh. by Company says plans for increased mm. renewables <laughs> storage got a boost from the recent Inflation Reduction Act and 2021's Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, the latter beefing up federal spending on the power grid, the former providing a strove of new tax subsidies for renewable energy projects. Uh, how you doing know, over there, Joe? I'm down. I can see that, yeah. A new report by the lawn care company. You ever, eat, you ever eat with a guy who makes noises when he eats? Yes. You know, a guy will be eating be. and he'll go, mm, mm, I, mm, I might be related to one that mm, does that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Your wife? I don't. No, 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 no. No. She wouldn't like to have that. No, in fact, she has said, I, I, I refuse to eat with that person okay. who, who she loves dearly. Yeah. But, but she will not eat in the presence of that person because of that very fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's somebody who just likes food. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't know anybody like that. So What about grass? I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> A new report by the lawn care company Lawn Starter ranks Minnesota as the fourth best straight to, uh, state to live off the grid. The company compared the 50 states <laughs> based on 23 key factors. Yeah. 
such as the cost of farmland, legality of self-generated utilities, and availability of renewable energy, also considered indicators like climate, phone connectivity, and access to rural hospitals. Iowa, if you're wondering, is ranked as the best state to live off the grid. The worst? New Jersey. You know, it sounds appealing all of a sudden to live off the grid. Yeah. But not in this godforsaken state. No, it's too you, cold. You need a grid here. You need, uh, you need uh, warmth. You know. You know. Hurricane warnings are in effect for parts of the east coast of Florida as subtropical storm Nicole goes toward the Sunshine State. Confidence is increasing about the potential for the storm to be near or at hurricane strength as it makes landfall on Florida's Atlantic coastline Wednesday night. Rain, strong winds, and coastal flooding could begin along Florida's east coast early on Wednesday with deteriorating conditions in the <sighs> afternoon and especially at night. The uh, winds could span from Boca Raton to the Flagler of Volusia County line. Brian, I'm glad that you signed up for the Garage Logic Town Council, but I What's really, Brian's really, saying? really didn't need you to submit your latest email. Why? Uh oh. What, uh, what are you saying? Reeves, the mayor sounds like he's canning apricots. Good luck getting that out of your head. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But Brian, oh. see, what you don't realize is I was the only one that could not only hear him, but could also see him. Yeah. So thanks for that image, Brian. I Oof. I really yeah. appreciate that. You don't have to read every email from a town council member. You mean people that signed up at GarageLogic.com for the town right. council? That's right. <laughs> Numbers for a record-breaking $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot were delayed. Controversy, Joe. Controversy. I have a there. confession to make. Yeah. You didn't buy a ticket. No, I did buy one oh. without needing gas. It's the first time in my Whoa. life. I was going by the gas station. I remembered about the drawing, and I thought, oh, what the hell. I went in. I bought a $2 ticket. You bought one? One. You're like John Height with the twins. Well, all you need is one. True. 50-50 chance. That's always been the GL theory, just get one ticket. You either win or you don't. That's 50-50. If fate says you're going to win, you're going to win with one. Do you have pay-inside privileges for lottery, too? Yes. Okay, good. Now, we did find out, I just saw it a bit ago on the Twitter. Yep. Uh, We do have a winner. California. Somebody, yep, in Los Angeles County. Really? I I didn't ask my kid, but I'm guessing he did not buy a ticket before he flew back. I wish he had now. So the you state know, of California I, is going to get half of that, huh? I think we've established my threshold. I guess yeah. I will buy a ticket at $2 billion. <laughs> and go out of your way. So what happens it. again in 15 years, you're all so in. So might, it might, I might never buy another ticket, or next time it might get to be $2 billion and I'll buy a ticket. Okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, we were the problem, by the way, John. The state it of Minnesota. was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. They, this is from the Star Tribune, courtesy of Paul Walsh. The Minnesota Lottery said today it was responsible for the nearly half-day delay in the latest Powerball drawing, which eventually yielded a single $2 billion ticket. Uh, Once the drawing was conducted Tuesday morning, a Powerball ticket bought in Southern California, blah, blah, blah. The Multi-State Lottery Association said drawing scheduled for 9.59 p.m. was delayed nearly 10 hours until Tuesday because a participating lottery... Had issues processing sales. I am a Powerball denier. Tell me this. Uh, are there certain numbers on my ticket that might still owe me some money? Certainly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, how does that work? Just go back to your stop and say, hey, can you run this? And they'll scan it, yeah. and they'll tell you if you won four bucks or anything. Well, what, what, what do you need to win? Well, if you say you have the Powerball and one number. I don't have win. that. 
Okay, you're going to win two bucks. Powerball and two numbers, you're going to win, I think, four bucks and oh. six bucks, ten bucks, a hundred bucks. It just continues oh, I up. I might have to or, stop and get that It's check. worth a stop. Yeah, just run it through the thing. All Quick Trips have the little thing you can just stick it under. Oh, I love Quick Trip. Yeah, it'll just tell you if it's a winner. You know what I love is the is the guy that holds the tickets close and he won't let anyone see it. And he's got a scanner underneath and he's got to hold it because he's got to re- he can't reveal to the public if he's won. Stop to get my lottery tickets and my gas. Bobby. I forgot to pay. <laughs> you know, since no, you I brought paid, that but up. I drove off. Right. Since you brought that up, Chris, yes, you know sir. what drives me nuts? At the gas station when you put your card in the gas machine. Yeah. And everybody does this so nobody can see you putting your. Oh, your, the pen. I don't have to fool with that. I have pay inside privileges at two stations. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ahoy, polloi. Well, I feel you, pretty good. Do you about have it. a debit card yet? You, for a while, you didn't have one. Do you uh, have one? I've never activated it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You know what? Don't. I'm not going You're to. going to be the one person that never activates I'm a debit card. To. Nice. Debit card holdout. Yep. Fortune Magazine reporting Twitter after laying off about half the company on Friday following Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition now is reaching out to dozens of those employees who lost their jobs, asking them to return. Mm -hmm. Some of those who are being asked to return were laid off by mistake. Others were let go before management realized their work and experience may be necessary to build the new features that Musk envisions. Uh, things have not been going well for Elon since he took over. A large number of major advertisers on the website have stopped their ads, several citing a retweet of a conspiracy theory by Musk shortly after he took over. That, according to Web Watchers, is costing the company major dollars. Musk, for his part, blamed activists for the advertisers leaving. He also started that plan to sell the website's verification blue mark for $8. That's received blowback. The New York Times on Sunday reported Twitter will delay those changes until after today's elections, after users and employees raise concerns the plan could be misused to sow discord. And some Twitter users started using his name to tweet in the last couple of days, readily identifying the accounts as parody. Even though Musk said parody accounts would be allowed, the company has started suspending those who used his name once the Elon Is this Musk goofball going to ruin it completely, I wonder? I wonder if he's doing it on purpose. How would you like to be a banker that loaned him some money? Well, he's got plenty of dough. I know, but uh, the way that purchase was structured, he's not on the hook for it. Although but, the Saudis are his partners. Yeah. So. John and I were discussing this that one alone. Bef- before the, uh, before the uh, program began today. He's not an idiot. What, well, what, no, seriously. Far he, as you he, know. He's not going to, there's no way he's going to lose money on this, which is probably why he's I, gutting the staff to the degree that he is. Okay. I have no idea how it works. I don't care. Okay. I don't it like seems it. to me he already is losing money uh, in the purchase. Yeah. He's not, he's not making any money. How's that sound? Okay. Maybe that's better. I just, I, I just can't believe he's going to find, well, anyway. We'll agree to disagree. I think he regrets that he uh, put on Twitter that one day, I think I'll buy Twitter. Because he tried to back out and they wouldn't let him. <laughs> and uh, I think he regrets I think he's an interesting character, uh, but I think Teslas might be one of the ugliest cars ever made. I'm not a fan. The yeah. front of him looks like a dolphin. It looks like a, the white underbelly of a dolphin. It's like a fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like him. So the rumors have Rumors had been circulating through the hallways of El Paso High School for days. Students had seen test papers strewn across busy Mesa Street on October 28th, and the pencil-filled bubbles were a dead giveaway 
They were SAT tests, just like the ones 315 students had taken at school in Texas the day before. Well, then students were called into a meeting during last period last week and told the news the test they took would not be scored because because they had flown off a UPS truck that was transporting them. Instead of using their results to finalize their college applications, the students would instead have to take the test again. UPS says they're conducting an investigation, but they're quick to own up to the air. Uh, They said, we've apologized to the school and extend our apologies to students. The driver's actions in this case are not representative of of uh, UPS protocols and methods. The college board said in a statement that it was working to ensure the affected students could retest just as soon as possible. U.S. National Park Service is warning people to, uh, I think we get this uh, warning every now and then, to stop licking the toads in the wild due to their gland-secreted psychedelic substance. Why would you do such a thing? Because you're well, a because, freaking moron. Because they, uh, the, you get hallucinated. It's like taking LSD. Same huh. They create hallucinogenic. Wouldn't it kill you, though, if they're poisonous frogs? In a Facebook post, the National Park Service urged people to refrain from licking the Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad. The agency said the creature is far from harmless as it contains a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth. Not to mention, you don't know where that frog's been. Jailers, if you ever have yourself ask, or if you ever find yourself asking the question, God, I wonder why, why does McDonald's have to put a warning label on coffee? That's because morons like this roam amongst us. Well, you're losing sight with nature if you're licking a frog. I'll see. The National Park Service says licking or swallowing can lead to numbness of the mouth and throat, as well as severe and life-threatening effects on the heart as a result of the compounds that are described that are in the toad. Described the risk, uh, despite the risk, some people have discovered the toad's toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. That is listed by the Drug Enforcement Administration as a Schedule One drug, meaning it's currently not accepted for medical use and has a high potential for abuse. You know what I wonder, John? I, I wonder the huh. same thing about that I sometimes wonder about foods. Who was the first guy to think, yeah. I wonder what will happen if I lick this frog? <laughs> I'm going to uh, give it a yeah, shot. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I have this discussion with my family. We've yeah. talked about this all the time, and they think I'm nuts. Yeah. Who's the first guy to eat a cucumber? Yeah, you know? I'm going to try and, this. And why? Why? Yeah. I mean, did we eat everything that grew out of the ground for no reason? You know, just, Al Gorg, back in the caveman days, sure. you know, he wrestled a deer to the ground and said, I think I'm not trying to eat this. Yeah. Yep. What? Why? But then, of he course, said it, at that point, what were they eating? Well, he also probably said this this deer died because of climate change. Probably. Back yeah. then. We only have 15,000 years. A burglary attempt sent a man first to the hospital and then to jail in Franklin, Tennessee, early Wednesday morning. Police say they were called to a home on Park Avenue at 3.30 in the morning after a homeowner shot at the burglar. Uh, here's the issue. Uh, the fellow said he got a shot off at him, but the uh, the nephew of the fellow that took the shot said his uncle is mostly blind. They'd just gotten home from the hospital Tuesday night. The victim told dispatchers, I don't know if I hit him or not, because he can't see much, huh. but po- police, with the assistance of a canine, followed a trail of blood down an alleyway, found 36-year-old Jeffrey Carl hiding in his shed around the corner. That shed is owned by Joe Lewis, who's a friend of Jeffrey Carl. Lewis said, my reaction was, damn, somebody shot <laughs> that boy in the ass. 
Carl the Snow Stranger. Then he held up a half-eaten donut. Right. And he pointed across went the way. That there. way. Went that way. <laughs> Whenever I see that expression, all I could. Do you guys remember in Blazing Saddles when the Waco kid, he asked him why he gave up gun fighting. Yeah. And the Waco kid said, "Well, a twelve-year-old kid came up to me in the street and challenged me. I just threw my gun off, turned around, and walked away." And Cleveland Little says, "Well, what happened?" Little bastard shot me in the ass. <laughs> anyway, the end of this story is the guy was taken to jail, yeah. and uh, everybody says he's got a lot of problems. All right, John, thank you. We're, we want to play for you. Uh, what is it we have? <laughs> um, yesterday, we had played some audio from the president. Talking about how we are we're shut, gonna shut coal down mines. coal mines, right. no more drilling, things of that nature. We're going to no drilling. Right. Yep. And we had talked about how it might become a conflict of interest, given that there's a pretty highly contested uh, uh, election in the state of Pennsylvania. Right. Right? Right. Okay. So would you like to hear from the president first? Uh, yeah. Do I also get to hear from uh, John luc Picard? You, you sure do, John. All right. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be yeah. shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Okay. Right, but where's the drilling part? That was the audio we played. Okay. Here, the vice, or the, uh, the uh, you know, we just talked about this. The press year. spokesman. Yeah, the press spokesman, Jean-Claude Van Damme, was asked about that very quote, from the president. Uh, this took place yesterday around 1.45 p.m. We don't know if you get a very lengthy Saturday statement from you clarifying the president's remarks from the day prior. Can you walk through what the genesis of that was and whether or not you guys thought that perhaps it would be politically problematic had those statements been allowed to stand? So we just wanted to be, uh, you're talking about the... the, the so we just wanted to be very clear uh, on that, uh, which is why we uh, put out a statement. It seemed like there was uh, uh, some confusion uh, on that. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I, I think, it. or maybe not uh, exactly what uh, what uh, what was being said, but I currently don't want to get into punditry from here and and why we did it or do it, uh, or you know paid or do it did it on TV. Huh? But I spoke to to this over the weekend. The president's words we believe were twisted, um, and uh, we were very clear we about that. And anyone who knows Joe Biden knows he comes from a coal. Uh, a coal country from Scranton, Pennsylvania. His great-grandfather was a, a mining engineer, as you all know. President Biden knows that the men and women of coal country built this nation, and he has spent his presidency fighting for coal communities so that they, oh, too, uh, can benefit uh, from, the energy, from the energy transition we're in right now. Again, the reason why we put out uh, that statement to your – you asked me about the genesis. Uh, we believe his words were twisted, and we no, just no, wanted to weren't. make sure there was some – no, they weren't. I heard them, you fraud. All these people are so poorly serving us. But it's just it terrible. Was just, Joe, it was loud there. You you, you didn't yeah. hear what he said. I yeah. heard him loud and clear. Joe, I believe you you twist my words much like his were twisted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very agrarian way to live your life, Joe. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, and the thing is, what really saddens me is there is a certain percentage of the population that believes this crap. Mm -hmm. Seriously. 
She's particularly onerous. Don't, 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 John. Honest to God. John, don't, John, don't, John, don't. I'm making a point. Believes this crap, huh? Hmm. Yeah, about 30%. (laughs) I not only have to get a golf cart from EcoFund, I know when I'm going to get it. I I know when I'm going to get it. When are you going to get it, Joe? Around Thanksgiving time. Okay. Crossfire 200 golf cart with the dump box. And uh, Tim will keep it for me for the winter, and then I can pick it up in the spring. And if you need a scooter now or an electric bike, now's a great time at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. Because if you purchase now, I believe EcoFund Motorsports will store it for you over the winter, and you... uh, you will free up that space in your garage. My scooter will soon be disappearing because for 260 bucks, which I think is a hell of a value, it not only gets stored for the winter, but you get a full spring tune-up, battery tending, winterization, and storage in a heated warehouse. Uh, I would call. They might still have spots available for motorcycles, scooters, electric bikes. Call EcoFun at 612-321-8. Eight six seven to reserve your spot at the Forest Lake location. Pick up and drop off at your home for a small fee, and I've done it now about three, four years in a row, and I think it's fantastic. And uh, great apparel, great helmets, great service. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately west of Interstate 35E. You can't miss it. And down in Burnsville on the service road of life. Near County Road 42, 35W is right there. Uh, EcoFun Motorsports, EcoFunMotorsports.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joseph Jure. Don't have the election day blues. Get yourself some new water. We're not quitting yet, sorry. Go ahead. We're over. I think we're done now. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah. Reavers Thanks, here Dylan. once again for Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, and that includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I've been raving about my drinking water system that I had installed a couple of months back. I think I might like it more than my water softener, and I love my water softener. But, see, here's the deal. A new system from Connecticut is so much better than other water softeners because it's going to cut down on your salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. Because bad water affects almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water, and bing, bang, boom, your drinking water's better, your laundry's better, and <gasps> your showers are so much better. Trust me when I say that. I've been a satisfied customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years. You will be, too. Get in touch with my friends today. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or... Just go to their website. You can see everything that they have to offer. Every type of system is on their website, HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Call them today. Please let them know you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Hey, if you haven't gone to the polls yet, oh, yeah. hey, <laughs> uh, take this information with you. 
The 10 worst states for taxation. Oh, my God. Meaning highest taxation. Oh, I got to find that. <laughs> Only five states are worse than Minnesota. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> Minnesota's 45th, uh, Maryland 46, Connecticut 47, California 48, New York 49, and New Jersey 50. Today's Wall Street Journal. The best states are Wyoming, South Dakota, Alaska, Florida, Montana, New Hampshire, Nevada, Utah, Indiana, and North Carolina. So we're a, we're a loser when it comes to the tax mm. part of life. Uh, Minnesota is a highly, highly taxed state. Many things are making the rounds via social media, which I know you love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it says, hey, go vote today. But before you do... Go get groceries. Fill up your car with gas. You know, basically do all the things reminding you of how bad it is right now in terms of inflation before you cast your ballot. The uh, I just have I'm just checking my notes about something. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm I'm all squared away on that. Anything surprising right now, Johnny? That you've noticed nationwide? You know, because I know we've got a lot of different uh, highly contested elections all over the country. Yeah, I just saw a. Uh... From social whatever it is, Donald Trump says reports are coming in from Arizona that voting machines aren't working in predominantly Republican <laughs> areas. So we've started already. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, John. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from a place I wish I was right now. Umpumalanga, <laughs> South Africa, Marlis Park. And I wish I was there, and I envy the traveling Lymans. WorldwideWaftage.com. You ever go on that? I have. Look at the animals yeah, it's and very stuff. Cool. It's very cool. Yeah. On this day. <laughs> Election day is November 8th. In 1890. Uh-huh. Oh, this would have been a festive day. The Grand Opera House in Minneapolis hosted... The first American performance of the English translation of Donizetti's opera, Anna Bolina. Huh. Interesting. That would have been fun, huh? Marching up and down the mall there. Yeah. Stopping to look at that statue of Mary Tyler. Oh, that would have been later. On this day in 1898, the Kensington Runestone was discovered in Olaf... Omen's farm near Alexandria. The stone tells of a group of Vikings who traveled to Minnesota in 1362, but its authenticity has long been the subject of debate. I have always contended that it is real because the uh, Scandahoovians were not capable of humor. Yeah, no sense of humor. They have no, no sense of humor, so this was real. I think it's in a museum in Alex. Mm-hmm. I've, it seen it. I, I've, seen it? I've seen it. You've seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. On this day in 18, I'm sorry, on this day in 1926, the old Mendota Bridge to Fort Snelling opened and is dedicated to the men of the 151st Field Artillery who had been killed in World War I. How close was the old one to the new one? I'm sure it's the same site, isn't it? I don't know. I, I have, have no idea. Asking. On this day in 1932... Uh, November 8th. Minnesota citizens were allowed to vote for all nine of the state's congressional seats because the legislature had failed to reapportion the districts following the census of 1930. 
How about that? That was a wild wow. election, huh, John? No kid. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wish I was in Umpumalanga, <laughs> South <laughs> Africa. Um, to clarify John's point from a few moments ago, uh, what did I do? Maricopa County and um, voting ballots is a trending topic right now. Yeah. Well, that's where uh, Carrie Lake said, no matter what, if she's losing, she's she's saying it's fixed. I find that a hideous thing for her to have said. Aren't you supposed to just throw your hat in the ring and do your best and see what happens? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I refuse to comment. Uh, voting machines in Maricopa <laughs> County are not working, and poll staffers are reporting 25% of ballots are being misread. This is according to Fox News. Take it for what well, it's Well, it's, it's according to Trump, in other words. I didn't say that you did. Actually, this, is, this isn't going to end well tonight. Oh, no, definitely not. No. But we knew that, don't you think? Going I guess we did. That doesn't soften the, uh, the implications. Um, half the country will hate what happens, and uh-huh. half the country will love what happens. Actually, this is... That's really lousy when it's inside your own house. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This actually was a news report by former KSTP employee Harris Faulkner on Fox News. I've seen Harris on uh, the old Fox once in a while. Mm-hmm. Didn't she used to be a news anchor here? Yeah. Didn't I just say that? I know you did, but I was clarifying her position. Was yes. she a, wasn't she? she on the 10 o'clock news? I believe she was. Harris yes. Faulkner? And then uh, what was what pulled her away? What was her what did what attracted Fox to her, I wonder? Well, it's a much bigger job. No, I understand that, but you know, when you're a news anchor, you uh, you you're rarely unbiased. you rarely uh tell the viewers what your political leanings are, you know. I bet they made her an offer she couldn't refuse. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I guarantee you. It would it help diversify them, if you know what I'm saying. Hmm. Yes. You know? Mhm. Well, GLers, best of luck to us all. Uh, and I'm sure everything will be resolved in a timely matter this evening. I think so, but it's normal to take a couple of weeks, according to John Luke Picard. <laughs> right. It's just, that's normal now. The, the technology has increased tenfold, and the more the technology increases, the longer it takes to get the results. Huh? Yeah, something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) GLers, as soon as you get done voting, if you could head on over to the Garage Logic YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate that. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Repent! And once you get done denying that election, make sure you sign up to the Garage Logic Town Council. <laughs> Repent or perish! Because there Burn you are. Burn in the fiery coals of hell, you climate change deniers. You're going to get 24 7 access to all of the climate change to hell. Wait a minute. You mean if videos. I send you a check, I'm okay? Yes! Harumph! Rumpf. It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, GLers. Now's the time for you to do the same. Pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today you would like to touch on, obviously, it being 
being Election Day, and Statius is better for the market than it has been. That is correct. We'd like to see, you know, another party have control of Congress because that would put some limits definite limits on what the current administration can do, at least through legislation. Now, that's not to mean that the power of the pen, which has happened before under these circumstances, you know, doesn't prevail in the executive branch, but it makes things a lot tougher to put forth. One thing that would be a big, big positive, at least for the development of energy, would be for the Republicans to win back control of Congress. That would put a pro-energy or pro-fossil fuel, pro-oil congressman in charge of the House, that being Kevin McCarthy. He coming from a district that is very dependent on oil production. That would be a big, big boost to our economy. As you are all aware, for several years, I have been talking about, we'll say drill, baby, drill. You want to bring down inflation, bring down the price of energy. You want to get the economy moving? We definitely need more oil and gas. That powers and still powers the economy. I recognize, you know, the need over time to use all available energy sources, including developing wind and and solar. But wind and solar is not depend, you know, is not fully reliable and on power demands all the time. Just ask Germany and see the issues that they are currently in when they left their power demands to or switched to wind and solar. Wind didn't blow, the sun didn't shine, became heavily reliant on Russian gas and oil. Not a good place to be. That's one big thing that would definitely provide a boost to the market. And you have seen that. Though the other the other boost also for oil companies would be taking the windfall profits tax off the table. And that would allow them, you know, hopefully to go back and expand their operation. Meantime, the energy companies, whether it be Exxon or Chevron or smaller companies, have been reporting better than expected earnings on, you know, still pretty good revenue numbers and have increased both dividends and and share buybacks, which are definitely uh, shareholder friendly. Today, we've got more energy numbers coming out from the likes of local northern oil and gas and also Occidental uh, Petroleum, and I'm expecting them to continue the you know more positive reports that have come from the energy sector. I have been very cautious, as I'm sure you're aware, on investing in energy, viewing it more as a trade than a longer-term investment, given you know their low price-to-earnings multiples and their high dividend payouts. They have offered in the past some protection for inflation, and they definitely these companies would definitely be beneficiaries, divided government. Just an aside, today we've seen some positive news from semiconductors as NVIDIA, which reports their earnings next week, and the stock that has been clobbered along with the other semiconductor was able to develop a chip specifically for China that will get approval under some of the new regulations regarding chip sales to China. That helped power the semiconductor space along with global foundries 
a U.S.-based semiconductor manufacturer specializing more in commodity chips. And this company produced better-than-expected results and also increased their guidance going forward. That could be a positive for these beaten-down names. And I happen to, you know, like uh, Micron in, in the space. Favorite Apple cut some production numbers due to COVID restrictions in China. That has hurt the stock, at least on the short term. This is not the first time that Apple has cut guidance related to COVID that happened once before in early 2020. And I had said to my clients then, as I'll say to, as I've said to them now, and I'll say to you now, demand for Apple's products is still very strong. So sales that might take place or might have taken place this quarter will be pushed out into next quarter. That could allow you to pick up some shares of Apple, again, my favorite company, at a, a discount to its ultimate value. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, a number that will always give you straight talk and it's never going to give you sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great election day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid indoor 